0: Listen to this podcast right now! Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Like movies, music, television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the right place. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, (laughs) and you get Podcastrophy. Hosted by me, Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophy. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. For a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. I'm the man of the hour, the man with the power. Diamonds are forever. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. And what you gonna do, Andre? History beckons my macho man. Yeah. The best there is, the best there was. The Austin, 316, said I just whipped your ass. Dude, so the is here! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah. 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 What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Wrestling, Season 2, Episode 18. I am your host, Nate, and today. I'm flying solo. This is my first singles match. This is the first attempt to see what can happen when the wheels fall off and Brandon is unavailable for the podcast. And actually, this is kind of a little extra that we're doing here. Uh, I just felt it was necessary to keep talking about some of the news and stuff that's been going on as of late, because across the board, there's a lot of stuff to really talk about. In wrestling, of course, there was the Superstar shakeup. We've got... The Greatest Royal Rumble literally just around the corner of this Friday morning, uh, you know, and um, then there's there's a bunch of other news to be to be t- discussed and talked about. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do today. I don't know how long this will go. I don't really have an agenda. Uh, ultimately, today I'm here to bring you guys some wrestling stuff. We're not doing a random highlight. Brandon's not here to participate in that, so I would never, ever, ever, ever do that. Uh, trying to see where we should even start here today. And I think, I guess, this is probably pretty big news uh, right out of the gate. Um, unfortunate to report, I'm sure all of you have already heard this. This is uh, coming out several days after the news broke, that Bruno Sammartino unfortunately has passed away at the age of 82. Um, the Hall of Famer, one of the, lo- the literally the longest reigning champ in probably wrestling history, um, retired in 1987, born in 1935. Uh, crazy. He's actually he wasn't actually that tall. Uh, he's only five foot ten, anyways. So um, you know, it's it was it was kind of cool to have everything come full circle. Get Bruno finally inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, in a long time coming. And you know, Triple H being the guy that really made that happen and put all the work into really changed the course of how wrestling um, has been in the past several years. You know, Triple H getting his hands in there has brought people like, uh, you know, you've got your um, your Ultimate Warrior story and people like uh, DDP and Jake the Snake, guys who've just been out of touch for a while, you know, bring them back into the fold. And that's, uh, you know, a lot of the actually, you know, almost all of the most recent. I mean, Kurt Angle, Jesus, uh, all these people have been acquisitions due in part to to Triple H just having the wherewithal to know who needs to go into the Hall of Fame and then ultimately if those people can turn their going into the Hall of Fame like Kurt Angle into an on-screen role where he becomes the GM for Monday Night Raw and then let's just get down into that Monday Night Raw because we had the Superstar Shakeup and it definitely delivered uh, you know I am very interested in knowing what Brando thinks about the Superstar Shakeup uh, but briefly, here are some of my thoughts in regards to what just happened. Uh, we had several new superstars debut. I'm actually just going to go right down the list and list off people who debuted and kind of some stuff that happened with them. We obviously had Jinder Mahal debut on Monday Night Raw with the United States title, which he immediately dropped to Jeff Hardy. Okay, I like that. Okay, cool. That's Jeff needs to have a little title run that's a cool thing to do he's back in the fold now matt is definitely focused on this story with bray wyatt you know unfortunately because of jeff's injury uh the broken brothers never got to fully debut and do everything together um because it was just like might as well put bray in this spot and see what happens and we'll talk about that later as well so next up we had uh Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, showing up on Raw. And I loved that angle because they show up as a part of the Miztourage and you're just like, holy fuck. This is a loaded stable, packed with talent. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and the Miz in one team. Holy fucking fuck. Wow. So, you know, uh. They, You know, Ms. TV announces that Sammy and Kevin have got raw contracts. And, you know, Kurt's like, no, you don't. You guys lost the match last week, which means you're not on the in the company. Sorry. And they're like, actually, Stephanie sent us an email. Did you not get the email, Kurt? I guess we'll have to read you the email. And then, of course, it says that due to their cunning and willingness to try anything and their hard work ethic and uh, how great of a match they had last week on Monday Night Raw, which is now two weeks ago at this point, um, or, wow, it's actually been three weeks ago at this point, uh, uh, you know, that they're awarded contracts to Raw. Kurt's like, okay, fine. You guys are on Raw. That's cool. Unfortunately, I can tell you for a fact that there's one person in that ring right now that's going to SmackDown. And that man is The Miz. And I was like, fuck yes. Put The Miz on SmackDown. That's awesome. Because now you've got Miz, DB, AJ. That, those three... Now, in this current, I mean, there's a huge, bright, shining awesomeness coming from SmackDown, and we're going to get into that here in a little bit, too, also. Uh, Another amazing debut uh, was Dolph Ziggler, um, you know, trying to get acquired by Titus Worldwide, um, which turned into a thrashing at the hands of Dolph Ziggler, and now re-debuting, Uh, former NXT champion, former Intercontinental champion, and also former one-time or two-time tag team champion, Drew McIntyre, debuts on Monday Night Raw um, as a part of uh, him and Dolph Ziggler's little stable, the Chosen One or the Chosen Ones or whatever they're going to be. So it's pretty interesting because this packaging, you know, those two combined... Is really something, and especially with what happened this past week on Raw, I really like the the building of those two. Uh, next up, we had Natalia showing up on Raw, uh, acting like the best friend of Ronda Rousey. Um, of course, Natalia trained Ronda, so at some point you can have a. Student v teacher, good guy v bad guy kind of storyline go on down the road somewhere where Natalia goes, You know what, Rhonda, I can beat you because I taught you everything you know, but I didn't teach you everything that I know. And then, you know, maybe have Natalia put one over on Rhonda. That's great storytelling and something that would definitely be unpredictable. That's not where they're going right now. We're going to get into that also in a bit. Um, Now, this one was interesting because he didn't physically debut. He just um, was announced. Um, Baron Corbin debuting on Monday Night Raw. Again, a video package announced it. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Actually, we'll, we'll talk about it soon. What's up with Baron Corbin here? This one I popped huge for because the glorious one, Bobby Roode, is now on Monday Night Raw. Raw is glorious. And I'm so excited. I feel like Bobby. Hopefully, if he doesn't get lost in the shuffle, which sometimes can happen to mid-card guys uh, or guys who are making their way up the chain, just there's a lot of shit going on right now, especially with Bork Lenzar at the at the top of the food chain. Uh, you know, it seems like everybody on Raw is essentially vying for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, unless you're in the Tag Team Division. Uh, speaking of Tag Team Divisions, Chad Gable. Drafted to Monday Night Raw separate of his partner, Shelton Benjamin, um, which, of course, I feel like they're going to eventually set up a feud between Gable and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan set to come back from injury, I would say, probably by... uh, Maybe he'll show up at the Greatest Royal Rumble, actually. That'd be my early prediction, and we will be discussing the Greatest Royal Rumble here soon. This was pretty awesome to see, and also kind of tipped the hand of knowing what the move was. Riot Squad debuts on Smack or on Raw, sorry they did not <laughs> debut on SmackDown. They debuted on Raw coming from SmackDown. Uh and you know this is very interesting. Again, setting the cards up, Ruby Riot and Company are moving their way up the food chain very fast and uh, you're like, wow, Absolution, Riot Squad, same show. That's crazy. We'll get into that soon. Uh, another duo, a couple, really three tag teams also got drafted to Raw, none of which... I actually take that back because I feel like um, Bre- the one team, brizango did, in fact, debut on Raw and beat the bar, no less, which was incredible. Um, but Mojo Rowley and Zack Ryder both got drafted. They were... Web special drafts or some shit or, or you know brought over in the shakeup and then Mike Canellis, which man um uh Mike Canellis has pretty much done nothing and then also other people that debuted after this on Monday Night Raw these are a couple call ups and a returning star I'm sure you guys are well aware of it by now especially considering we're a little bit further in on this but we had Bobby Lashley making his return. Long time from NXT. Of course, I uh, want to mention that uh, it seems like maybe Impact Wrestling is finding a way to work with WWE, and things might be changing in the wrestling world here. And I'll get. We'll. I'll briefly discuss that too. So back to it. We also had the Ascension. I, I think I'm tired to say the Ascension. Did that? Yeah, 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 okay. We were talking about the other debuts. Sorry. So with the other debuts, we had. The first major call-up, which was no surprise. Authors of Pain, that's fucking awesome. Love that team. Those guys are super over. Uh, Tag team building done right through the NXT program. Really set these guys up to be something special. Also someone who's very special to the NXT, and she was just most recently their last uh, NXT Women's Champion, Ember Moon, debuting. On Monday Night Raw. Uh, tagging alongside Anaya Jax. I thought that was pretty awesome. And then also debuting. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. Uh, anyways, so pretty awesome. That was a, that was the Raw side of things. So then we moved to Tuesday night for SmackDown. Obviously, we know that The Miz is over there, so we're not really going to spend much time on this. But there's a lot of other names that show up, okay? Let's first talk about Jeff Hardy. That's crazy that Jeff Hardy gets drafted to SmackDown. It's not really that much of a surprise. Him winning the U.S. title on Monday, you didn't expect Seth Rollins to get drafted over, or, you know, shaken up over to SmackDown. Uh, So this is definitely a smart move, but Jeff over on SmackDown, he's now away from his brother. He can flourish in his own light, let him do his own story, let him do his own thing now as U.S. champion. And we'll talk about the future of that U.S. title here later on the show. Uh, Samoa Joe debuts on SmackDown, and how fucking awesome is this? I always said, I think Brando agreed and said this too, that, you know, with Samoa Joe, he needed to always be on SmackDown. It would have been the smart move to draft him to SmackDown when he came up from NXT. Of course, bigger plans. There was the whole storyline with beating up uh, Seth freaking Rollins and beating up Roman Reigns, and he works for, you know, uh, the Authority or whatever. But Samoa Joe being on SmackDown now, again, Miz, Daniel Bryan, AJ AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe all on the same television program wrestling and could possibly have matches and wrestle against each other. These guys who have put on five-star matches year after year in different companies and programs, sans the Miz who hasn't had an opportunity to work with all of these guys. He's been a WWE company boy for as long as his career has been going on. Uh, But man, an opportunity for him to really uh, get in there and mix it up with a lot of different talented folks um, that have finally made their way where they belong in the WWE. Uh, Pretty evident that this was going to happen because it needed to, to to fucking fuel the flame. Asuka drafted to SmackDeasy for Sheezy. Uh, great because now Charlotte Flair doesn't have the women's title. Charlotte Flair versus Asuka can just feud, and it's not about a belt. It's about that loss. It makes it a little bit more interesting storytelling. Of course, the queen of Staten Island, Carmella, still your SmackDown women's champion. One second. I'm going to take a drink now, folks. That's the thing about doing real raw podcasting is that, you know, uh, you can't just throw it over to somebody else when you're in solo mode. Like, you can't go, oh, hey, Brando, take it over for a second. He can go, hey, guys, so we can talk about this. And then this is my thought. Not at all. It's just me riffing. And I got to talk about it when I get a drink because I want you guys to know that I'm not just going silent for no fucking reason. And then the podcast is definitely not over. Lots more conversation to be had here as the bar, Seamus and Cesaro smackdown now holy shit that's crazy and awesome all at once uh, the bar being over there with the bludgeon brothers and you know the usos and uh, the possibilities there are awesome andre de almas gets the call up here he is going to smackdown he'll probably debut next this week tonight tonight as i record this he'll probably debut tonight um, and then here's another team that kind of knew where they were going after everything happened on Monday Night Raw, but you knew Absolution probably wasn't going to stick around on Raw. So when Riot Squad came over to Raw, you knew Absolution was moving to SmackDown. I think that's because Paige is now the SmackDown GM. It's I mean, it's all storyline. You're all playing into the... They didn't just do it randomly. It makes sense. Tra- I don't want Riot Squad. They're not my girls, but of course... I do want Sonya and Mandy now that I have them under my thumb. And now that I'm the GM, we can get shit done my way. You know, Paige still being kind of a villain here, uh, which is awesome. So, uh, this was amazing that it was uh, w- was something that happened that I'm a little bit confused about. But I, I said this, and I said this a long time ago. Um, Sanity made their makes their debut on SmackDown. They are now on the SmackDown roster except for there's no Nikki Cross they're not going to bring Nikki up which I think is a really bad decision but at the same time understandably so I feel like she's the person that beats Shayna Baszler for the title I feel like Nikki Cross has worked her ass off doing all kinds of stuff for the NXT brand and has not been given the recognition to hold the title you know and really do some shit so I think this is just an opportunity for her to breathe, to flourish on her own, maybe go after that women's title, then come up later and be still a part of Sanity, and maybe Sanity will be a well-oiled machine on the main roster at this point. Interested to see the tag team division on SmackDown now with all these call-ups and changeovers, and what the fuck, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the good brothers, going over to SmackDizzle, meaning they are now away. They are a way from finn balor but they are close to aj styles and that is interesting because you've got these good brothers who were part of the original bullet club finn balor creating and founding the bullet club well being a parting part of the founding members of the bullet club uh now it's i just it's very interesting of course another man who comes back and he uh Attack Daniel Bryan, which, ugh, of course, they'd put the huge dude in DB's path first. Instead of an interesting thing, they got to try to get Big Cass over as a heel because he debuts and beats the shit out of Daniel Bryan last week. Sin Cara gets moved over to SmackDown officially. And then also R-Truth. Interesting. We'll see where that goes. Also, the Iconics showed up uh, to beat the shit out of Charlotte to ensure... That Carmella could cash in and win the women's championship, and then uh, like we said, Paige is the GM now over there. So that's really all we have for the superstar shakeup. I would say this is a a solid B plus, honestly. I mean, not the greatest. Uh, you know, it isn't the absolute greatest shakeup they've done, or you know, necessarily the best moves. But this is promising. There's a lot of promising stuff here. Like I said, you look at the Smackdown roster and Smackdown got a huge bump. I mean, honestly putting Mike Canellis and and guys like Ascension and Chad Gable like over on Raw and Mojo Raleigh, like it it it, it, it doesn't really hurt them, I guess. It's, it's not, I don't want to be like shitty and say it hurts them, but it definitely weakened the raw brand a little bit and they're a little more vulnerable now i think smackdown is definitely definitely kicking ass uh in that regard so let us look at what else do we want to talk about today folks uh well uh i guess we could go to we talked about bruno already Let's talk about this one before we get into what's what's next in in the WWE because there's a uh, something that kind of has gone down that I want to talk about. We had covered it on this show a couple times before. And Zoamore, right? He uh, was accused of this sexual assault thing. This lady, Palomina, like said all this shit happened, but then like a bunch of people came out and said that that chick is crazy and that all this shit's not true. And the whole reason he got fired is not even because of the allegations. It's just because he didn't notify the WWE and go, Hey guys, like this is what's going on. Like, Heads up, be aware that this might come to pass at some point they probably would have tried to squash it out and make it a non-issue. You know, send their people in to handle it and make sure it was good. But, of course, Enzo was kind of a disease in the locker room, as a lot of people would talk about. He'd been kicked off of buses for um, being just really disrespectful, and he, you know, kind of was open and honestly anti the wrestling business in a lot of ways and was just doing it to get a motherfucking paycheck. Uh, So interesting cuz enzo again not the not the not the greatest wrestler of all time he was a great talker and that's about as far as it goes but ever since he got fired for not telling them what went on he's been pretty quiet nothing's been going on however this past monday that'd be the 23rd of april he posted on his instagram after every post on his instagram was removed every single post involving wwe altogether he posted a picture of his Uh, Enzo Jordans that he would wear to the ring hanging over uh, a telephone wire and it said it's been real some people have kind of been led to speculate that this might mean that Enzo's actually retiring Uh, I don't think that's true I don't believe Enzo is retiring from wrestling I think Enzo's getting the fuck away from WWE it's about 90 days since all that shit went out so we're right there on the cusp of his no compete clause Maybe the character Enzo Amore is officially dead, as per Eric Ardent, I think is his name, uh, portrayed Enzo Amore, so maybe we'll be seeing a new chapter from this guy, maybe he'll go to the Indies, do something different, make a name for himself reemerge years later, it kind of seems to be the going trend now, you know, with ROH kicking ass and New Japan really, really putting themselves out there with Honor Club and, you know, all these things. uh, It's really interesting to see that it's a time now where if you go to the indies after you've had a run in WWE that maybe gets cut short or isn't as savory to the fans liking, that if you're allowed to be yourself more, fans will be more over for you. And therefore, when you at some point inevitably re on WWE programming, everybody goes fucking ham and pops off because you're returning, and it's a big fucking deal, right? So I'm not sure. I don't think he's actually going to retire, folks. Uh, I, again, I think it's just uh, he's just biding his time until he can do some other stuff. But maybe he'll be done. Who knows? Because, you know, like I said, he did say he hated it. So, uh, let's move on now and let's go ahead and just get it out of the way again, folks, two days from now, it is time for the greatest Royal Rumble. And man, let me tell you what, they're not shitting, man. This card is stacked. There's some controversy with this card and there's a lot to talk about. So updated card. This card has changed several times. We at first initially reported Rusev was going to be taking on The Undertaker in a casket match. Shortly after that was reported, Rusev was removed from the match, and Y2J Chris Jericho was put in that match in his place. And then shortly thereafter that, Rusev was put back in the match. Chris Jericho was removed from that, put back into the Greatest Royal Rumble, and that is where it stands as of right now. Let's get to the rest of this card here. We do have The greatest Royal Rumble match happening this Friday morning at 11 a.m. noon Eastern, I do believe, which is 11 a.m. my time. Uh, Brock Lesnar champion versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage match for that universal title. Um, I predict Roman wins this match. Um, I feel like this is an opportunity. They're going to be in a different country. Lesnar's kind of been portrayed as the villain. TV this week made it kind of seem like Roman's getting over. We'll talk about that, too. Uh, but I just I think that they're going to try to anoint him in a different country, and it's going to be a big deal and whatever. Anyways, here's a match that's super awesome, and again, kind of seems like we know where this is going to go. But, of course, maybe we don't know where this is going to go, because Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe versus The Miz, meaning... Two dudes on SmackDown, two dudes on Raw. Opportunity for that Intercontinental title to go back to SmackDown, where The Miz had it last year before the shakeup. Uh, But also, it could stay on Raw. Who knows? Uh, AJ Styles uh, in a rematch versus Shinsuke Nakamura for that WWE Championship. Folks, honestly, don't be surprised if the title changes hands in this match. For sure. Why would you say that? Well, I would say that because the Brock Lesnar match, Roman Reigns, I'm unsure. Seth Rollins match, unsure. Jeff Hardy match, which we'll talk about, unsure. A lot of these tag matches, almost all of these tag matches are kind of unsure, or all these title matches, I'm sorry. It's unsure. But I feel like they're going to anoint somebody. And are you going to anoint Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia in this big event, the Greatest Royal Rumble, And an opportunity to get him over to a crowd that might receive him better than the American crowds have. Again, maybe they call an audible like they did at WrestleMania. Maybe Brock doesn't like how the crowd is reacting. Brock Lesnar, crazy ass contract uh, negotiations, by the way, to be be a part of the WWE. Uh, We will discuss that in a bit here soon as well. So getting back to it here. Uh... Again, predict Shinsuke wins that match. Uh, The Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samoa, Miz match, maybe Samoa Joe does in fact win. Uh, That would be an interesting switch up. And then, oh, it's like, oh, well, now what do you have? Well, it looks like you're going to have Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal with Jinder Mahal winning. Uh, Of course, I feel like those two titles, if one changes hands, the other's going to change hands just because the way that it's, unless Finn wins and st- the, the the Intercontinental title stays on Raw would be the only way to see that happen. But uh, again, uncertain. So this is an interesting one. And again, it kind of seems like it's obvious how they're going to play this unless they're swerving us right now. Big time. Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, the deleted family, the broken brilliance of the Woken Universe, Versus The Bar, Sheamus, and Cesaro, who are on SmackDown now? So, Sheamus and Cesaro are on SmackDown versus Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, who are on Raw, for Raw's tag team titles. Okay. Okay. So, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, without question, win those titles. There's no reason to give the Raw tag titles to Sheamus and Cesaro on SmackDown and then have two sets of tag titles because the Bludgeon brothers are defending against a team that's well, a team that's still on SmackDown and the Uso brothers. So I'm going to say Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, without question, win. I'm going to say the Uso's actually beat the Bludgeon brothers. However, I feel like Sheamus and Cesaro are going to interfere and beat the Bludgeon brothers down and kind of make a statement. you know? Or maybe that's how it happens that the Uso's win, but it's by DQ so they don't win the titles. Unsure, unsure. Ooh, man, we knew he would debut, or at least, I mean, you can't have a greatest Royal Rumble match without one of the greatest performers of all time in wrestling history, TBD. He is wrestling against Cedric Alexander in a singles match for the Cruiserweight Championship, I'm sure tonight at 205 Live. We will figure out, we will figure out if... Uh, the storyline of Bobby Murphy changes or what how they're going to figure out what the hell to do with this stuff I'm I'm yeah, obviously it's storyline so I feel like I mean Gauntlet match Cedric Alexander we'll see what happens up next for the first time against each other in 8 years in just a singles match John Cena versus Triple H and that feels like they're just like rekindling old fires just to like Show off to a big-ass crowd like, oh, we're going to have an opportunity to work. Let's work together, man. It's been fun. We haven't done it in a long time. Let's go for it. Last but not least, I've already talked about it earlier on the card, but we'll talk about it here again. As we said, Undertaker versus Rusev. And as always, folks, we know the card is subject to change here. So here are the names so far announced for... The Greatest Royal Rumble. I'm just going to go right down the list. We've got Daniel Bryan, Big Show, Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil, Elias, Goldust, Mojo Raleigh, Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, Chad Gable, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Shelton Benjamin, Sincara, Chris Jericho, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Shane McMahon. Interesting. So... Uh, The Greatest Royal Rumble could be a lightning-hot event. I feel like every match on this card has an opportunity to deliver. Whether or not it will deliver, I'm uncertain. I'm hoping that the Shinsuke-AJ match brings the heat a little more than their match at WrestleMania, as the same could be said for Brock and Roman. Uh, Overall in all, I'm really excited to watch the Greatest Royal Rumble and see what happens on Friday. Um, And give us your thoughts and opinions. As always, folks, you can check us out on Facebook at Journey Into Wrestling or J-I-W on J-I-C on Twitter. I don't have access to that, so Brandon might have posted. I'm unsure. All right, getting back to it, folks. Let's talk about this past Monday Night Raw. That was last night for me. It was two days ago for the rest of you. Uh, We had a lot of kind of different things go on here, some brief highlights. We had the return of Brock Lesnar, who didn't really do anything Just kind of a bullshit talking thing between him and Roman with the spoiler alerts coming from Paul Heyman, who is not going to be, keep this in mind, folks, Paul Heyman will not be accompanying Brock Lesnar at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Not sure why, but that's just the case. Uh, Bobby Roode having a debut match against Elias. However, Elias beats Bobby. I think this is kind of dumb. Because if you want to really establish Bobby as one of the guys that can be the guy, you can't give him a cheap loss to Elias. Although, Elias versus Bobby could be a really great feud in the long run if they trade back and forth for a minute here. So we'll see where that goes. We'll see if they build to that. Maybe, maybe not. Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy face the Ascension on Raw as well pretty much a squash match so it's like hey ascension welcome to raw let's fucking squash you for the guys we're giving the championships to enjoy you bitches that's how i feel so anyways uh kurt angle appeared on the can the ke- the sammy and kevin show uh essentially uh booking essentially kurt books this match that says hey you Zayn, Kevin Owens, you guys are gonna face Bobby and Braun Strowman. Uh, good luck. So yeah, good luck. Uh, Titus Worldwide versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre carry over from the Superstar Shakeup. This was again a squash fucking beatdown of of Titus Worldwide with an amazing promo cut both by Ziggler and then McIntyre and I, or I'm not sure which way that went. One of the two ways, they both cut a promo. It was fucking great, fantastic. Maybe the best thing of the night. If they don't fuck up and can keep these guys together, this definitely has the potential to be one of the best tag teams slash building stables because these guys definitely don't have to operate as just a tag team. They can just be dudes who watch each other's backs at all costs, and that makes them dangerous, and that actually makes for really interesting uh, storytelling and we'll see where this goes. Uh, Future is definitely bright. Uh, Chad Gable versus Jinder Mahal. Of course, you kind of expect Jinder to win this match. Jinder going into a U.S. title match, you like kind of want to book him to feel strong. However, Gable kind of gets over a little cheap win here. And uh, I liked it because it made, it made it exciting. I wasn't expecting it. It threw me off. It made me go, okay, Chad Gable, you're giving him a shot. Good. He's a good dude. He's a solid wrestler. He should he should have that shot. Of course, Lashley and Strowman crush uh Owens and Zane. It's, you know, it was good. That's all I'm gonna say about the match. It was good. I'm excited to see where all of this goes. Uh Baron Corbin came out and beat the shit out of No Way Jose, which is kinda dumb because No Way Jose is an NXT dude. He's just coming up. So now you just got this guy who's got this brilliant come up who just got beat up. And then you got Baron Corbin, who was a dude trying to say he could vie for the WWE title that apparently Vince is very high on. You want him? You want him to be the guy? And then instead of putting him in like, maybe have him attack Finn Balor. Maybe have him attack Seth Rollins. Maybe have him attack... Attack fucking Roman Reigns I don't know don't have him attack no way Jose who's a new dude because it makes Baron Corbin look weak as fuck like he's picking on little dudes like he's being a dick headed bully and I fucking hate bullies that's what I have to say about bullies it's time for another drink folks brought to you by delicious Aquafina uh, when in doubt Aquafina it out pure water perfect taste Ah, delicious. Anyways, back to it, folks, now that I'm not parched anymore. Um, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor defeat the Miz to rush pretty soundly. Uh, Balor hits the coup de grace on Bo Dallas to win. Doesn't really seem like a surprise. Um, they kind of had that like thing trying to get them in the Bullet Club and trying to say they were just part of the Shield or whatever because they feel lost because Miz is gone. I don't know what they're going to do with that. We'll see. We'll see what that... We'll see. They closed Monday Night Raw with a big tag team ladies match. Uh the Riot Squad, Alexa Bliss, and Mickey James versus Sasha Bailey, Natalia, Embermoon, and the Raw Women's Champ, Nia Jax. Ultimately, um James. Mickey James took out Natalia and was like targeting her. Rhonda comes out to protect her and then attacks Mickey James, costing the good. The good guys. Sorry, I had a little bit of a hiccup there. That was crazy. Rousey costing the good guys the match here, um, and the Riot Squad as the Riot Squad, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James defeat uh, Jax Moon, Banks, Bailey, and Natalia. Uh, overall, good. It was great to see them in the main event of the of the evening, and you know, excited to see where that could possibly go in the future. Um, who knows? I mean, really, it's. Uh, Definitely, definitely one of those things that's kind of uncertain. We'll we know we'll see what the storyline that they bring with Ronda is. It looks like they're going to have her versus Mickey as maybe a thing here. Uh, but one thing I want to, you know, I forgot to bring this up, but there is some controversy with the Greatest Rumble, right? And uh, I don't know if anybody's aware, but Saudi Arabia's very, very, very strict laws with women. Like, if you thought it was bad in the United States to be a woman, try going to Saudi Arabia and being a woman. And you would be like, holy shit, that's even worse than how we are treated in a lot of ways, which is very unfortunate. So, you might have noticed when I was talking about the greatest Royal Rumble, I didn't say a single lady's name wrestling or being involved in a match or as a valet or anything, really. So, it's... um. I feel like this is just a small step backwards for the women's revolution. Like, if I was WWE, I would have been like, look, okay, we're going to do this big-ass event. We're going to bring the greatest Royal Rumble to Jeddah here in Saudi Arabia. And, uh, you know, we're going to have these chicks come out and kick ass, and you guys are going to fucking love it. Trust us. It'll be great. You'll enjoy it. And... Um, So Triple H himself actually has something to say about this ahead of the Greatest Rumble that comes out this Friday. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of negative chatter, and um, he's hoping that the future is bright. So he says, and I quote, I understand that people are questioning it, but you have to understand that every culture is different. And just because you don't agree with a certain aspect of it, it doesn't mean that it's not a relevant culture. You can't dictate. ...to a country or a religion about how they handle things. But having said that, WWE is at the forefront of the women's evolution in the world. And what you can't do is affect change anywhere by staying away from it. While right now women are not competing in the event, we have had discussions about that. And we believe and hope that in the next few years they will be. That is a significant cultural shift in Saudi Arabia. The country is in the middle of a shift in how it is dealing with that. The position is changing. Rights are changing. As are the way women are handled. And treated in society. We think that's a great thing. And we're excited to be at the forefront of that change. So you know. That that makes things seem like it could be cool. And thing, all things are possible. Uh, but again. We will have to see here folks. So let's get into another thing here. Having to do with the greatest rumble. We mentioned just last episode. That Kane was participating in that. And I most recently did not list him when naming him. And I have a reason why. It is possible he is preparing for the elections in Knox County, Tennessee. Those elections do happen May 1st. So he wants to kind of, it seems like he's going to want to get out there and just really do some extra campaigning on the go home before uh, it's time to be elected. He wants to be the mayor at some point, you know? Uh, And he is trying to this is the this is the preliminary thing. So essentially what happens is if he gets uh, voted in here, he will then be on the ballot as the Republican mayor uh, choice when I think they vote in November. So we will see here what happens there. And that's all I have about that. I told you guys about how Paul Heyman seems like he is not going to be at the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, but interesting because WWE just recently, I mean minutes ago, broke the news that the greatest Royal Rumble in uh, the King Abdullah Sports City Stadium in Jeddah is officially sold out. I don't know how many seats that arena holds. I I'm, I'm feel like I want to look that up. Let me see if I can look that up, folks, here. So I want to look up the King Abdullah of of Sports okay City Stadium yep 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 wow holy shit okay I'm looking at pictures of this place holy fuck wow okay so this place is massive um with the ring in the center I mean you're probably looking at possibly over a hundred thousand maybe over a hundred thousand people let's see If I search, um, WWE, and then I want to do, um, seeding, trying to see if I can find something. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. So, wow, wow, this thing is crazy, folks. Like, I mean, genuinely, the stadium looks absolutely gorgeous and phenomenal like i'm blown away with how cool it looks it looks i mean i know i'm just kind of rambling right now but it's like i'm a, i'm a little bit overwhelmed you know um tickets i want to see about the wrestling i can't find anything about that i guess oh well Anyways, folks, it said that it was like 60,000 for a soccer game. And that's, I mean, you got to think there'll be a couple thousand on the floor. Also, I don't know how many people they can fit on the floor there. But uh, uh, it says that their seating capacity, oh, stadium guide. Oh, there's a thing called the stadium guide. That's fucking cool. Yeah, seating capacity is 60,000 seats. But it doesn't say including like putting seats on the lawn like they do at most events how many uh, seats that would entail. So we'll have to see on Friday. I'm sure they'll give an official announcement as they do at every wrestling thing. Um. All right, folks. Well, I don't think I have any other news for you, late breaking or otherwise. Let me just, you know, for the S's and G's and things, I always do like to double check just to make sure because, you know, as soon as I say, there's no other late breaking news, I'll get off this fucking thing. And then they'll be like, all of the late breaking news. And I'll be like, Oh great. I totally missed that. Oh, let's get an update on Dean Ambrose. I like that. Let's talk about it. Boom, boom, boom. Let's talk about it here. It seems that PW Insider reports that he, that Ambrose was incited in Birmingham, Alabama. That's where their WWE orthopedics headquarters was for more therapy, uh, for more physical therapy. Um, so they're unsure, you know, uh, Apparently, uh, Seth Rollins, though, sat down with Cape Town South Africa's 94.5 to talk about uh, Dean Ambrose and said, you know, he had some pretty extensive tricep surgeries earlier in the year, so he's definitely on the men and rehabbing, but he'll be back and better than ever. You wait. Summertime, maybe late spring, somewhere in there, I think. Whenever that... Whenever that... I think that's a... I don't know. This is definitely a typo and it's fucking me up. It says somewhere in there, I think, whenever that wild guy gets back to normal. I'm not sure wild guy is the right word, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that. Interesting to also note, Zach Ryder was in fact injured. He hurt his knee. Uh and then there's also um Let's see. I'm just like trying to see uh, if there's. Okay, that's another thing. And that's another thing. Okay, we'll cover these things too. Uh, I like this. Okay. So, Zack Ryder hurts his knee. Um, he took. He had a match versus Mike Canellis on main event, and um, Ryder got hurt. Uh, while the rest of the rosters fly into Saudi Arabia, he's flying back to Orlando to get an MRI. So he will probably not be in the greatest Royal Rumble, folks, which is the late-breaking update. Uh, this coming from popculture.com says, in the wake of Roman Reigns' shocking WrestleMania 34 defeat, conventional wisdom said he'd beat Brock Lesnar and nab that Universal Championship on his next try. However, that might not be the plan. As I said earlier... Um, it seems WWE is just really unsure about what to do in this situation. They kind of have booked themselves um, in a corner. When does Lesnar drop the title? Who beats him? And then ultimately, does that hurt him when he goes back to UFC because he's going to go there soon? Uh, we've heard that Lesnar's um contract is like, I want to say like, over half a million dollars for limited appearances and he gets 6% of his, of his merchandise sales. And anytime they use his likeness, he gets right like money for that. And he like gave the deal included that as part of the rights, like Lesnar, Lesnar set himself up nice. Um, but it just makes this all a slippery slope because who knows when all this will, will break out. Uh, speaking of, Roman, you know, Roman said uh, in a recent interview that he thinks he would like to face Daniel Bryan again, but this time at WrestleMania 35. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, um, but if it was not to be that Daniel Bryan would be someone he could have a match with at WrestleMania, he would love to do a triple threat with the members of the Shield and do a, a tango like that. So, interesting thoughts there. I don't know. Roman, we'll see if you get over. We'll see if the fans that were implanted on Monday Night Raw to cheer for you are there in Jeddah, and we'll see if they're there next week on Raw. Because, folks, if you didn't notice this, there were fans that were not real, that were fake chanting for Roman Reigns. I don't know why I said that so quiet, but there were plans, or there were fans, sorry, I can't speak right, there were fans in the crowd at Monday Night Raw that were planted there to cheer for Roman, and you could tell because it was the same dudes always getting the same camera shot. Right when Roman was doing something, they would be, "Oh, Roy, yay, Roman!" Like you could tell it was it was it's bad. They really are trying to get him over, so they're trying to artificially inflate him by way of putting fake people in there to say that they're chanting for him when they're not really chanting for him. And uh, there's an allegory to life in there somewhere, but I'm not gonna find it. Let's get back to wrestling. Another thing we've got is, um, you know, Neville's kind of tied up right now. And I say that because his contract is still not over, which means he still cannot, um, he he cannot, he cannot wrestle for anybody, you know. And maybe he'll eventually find a way to uh, maybe eventually Neville will find a way for himself to, you know, uh, come back and and come to terms with WWE and work some shit out. I don't see that happening. I mean, I want it to happen. I just really don't see it happening, folks. I think Neville is lost to the wind, but maybe we're wrong. Maybe he'll appear at the Greatest Rumble and shock the fuck out of everybody. I feel like this week is going to be full of shocking things, as tomorrow is Marvel's. Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War drops tomorrow, Thursday for the preview people. Uh, And that's some news that you can get on another show of ours that we do here on the network, folks. I don't have anything else. I am really excited for the future of wrestling. Oh, I guess here is one last thing we'll leave you with. John Cena breaks up with Nikki Bella. Uh, It seems that John Cena kind of came back to being a dickhead. And, um, what is this a real thing? It seems that John Cena is a dickhead. That is a real thing. He got cold feet with wrest- with, uh, the possibility of, uh, you know, the possibility of getting married to Nikki Bella. He didn't want to settle down. He kind of changed his demeanor. He kind of became an asshole and a different person and a real life heel. So, John Cena's also not been seen on TV since this news broke. I just want to mention that. The first time we'll see him is versus Triple H in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia people are probably not going to get in on the gossip of what's going on with John Cena's personal life. But when John Cena comes to the States, I feel that he is going to get a lashing from a lot of people. Because, man, you had a knock-out gorgeous girl in your grasps, John Cena... And you were too egotistical and let her go. And that's on you, bro. That's all I've got. But it seems that Nikki and Brie Bella have thought, man, it'd be cool to bring their twin power back to the WWE ring, maybe to challenge for some possible women's tag team titles, which I have championed for a while. I think it would be great if we had those. But I digress. That's all I've got for today, folks. As always, you can check out Journey Into Wrestling every other Wednesday right here on the Journey into Comics Network until we are on our summer break, which is coming soon, folks. I think we've only got one or two of these left in the bag before we are done for this season. Then you'll catch us... In uh, August for the new Season 3, which we've got some big stuff, a a debut of a new logo, a bunch of cool stuff coming out that I can't wait for you all to check out. Obviously, check us out at journeyintocomics.com and on all the different podcasting platforms, whether it's Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We are now on Spotify across any of those platforms just search Journey Into Comics Network. You will get our network. You will get nine of the ten shows. Go to podcast.com and subscribe to them on all the different podcasting apps as well uh, to get the entire network. Or go to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Journey Into Comics. For one buck, you get early access to every show. As soon as it is edited, it goes up immediately onto our Patreon for our patrons to get before anyone else in the world or for 3 bucks you get early access and exclusive content those are podcasts recorded just for our patrons specials things we don't do anywhere else like the road to infinity war which comes to a wrap today or tomorrow depending on when this actually when we actually decide to release it i'm thinking we'll probably release it on wednesday the day before the infinity war drops So that Thursday, we can all get geared up and hyped up and amped up and jazzed up. And it's time, folks, because we're almost there. The Infinity War is almost here. We're going to grab our Infinity Gauntlets. Turn back time. But that's it, folks. As always, I have been your host, Nate. This has been Journey Into Wrestling Season 2, Episode 18. The Greatest Preview Rumble Ever. I don't know if that's the name, but we previewed the greatest rumble ever that's whatever anyways folks i'll check you guys later have a good one two sweet